and welcome back to Hot for Justice. Yes, I'm Jessica. And I'm Jamie. And I'm just laughing over here because me and Jamie, Jamie and I, we always <laughs> are doing this little dance as our theme music's playing before we actually start Sick-ass head bops. <laughs> <laughs> it helps distract us from feeling like we have to sneeze or breathe loudly while the intro music's playing. Yeah, like I always get this like awful urge to like just like hack cough like while it's going. Or take a very deep breath and exhale. Right. So um, I think we might have addressed this last week or... I think we did, but we deleted it. Oh, yeah. Anyways, so if you hear any gross <laughs> mouth sounds from us... We're sorry. Yeah. I can't breathe, so... Sorry, we're not sorry. <laughs> it I, don't, I just don't have an excuse. You have, like, a baby bushing up your diaphragm, so <laughs> at least you have... She's taking all the air and intelligence out of my body. <laughs> it's difficult. Anyways. Babies just suck it out of you. They, yeah, you know, pretty much. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about some more cold cases... Um, last time we talked about the case against Adnan Syed, so if you haven't listened to that, it's kind of like a, it's, you know, we should talk about the HBO documentary series about it, um, and we like to know your thoughts, so go listen to that. Yes. Um, but today, I'm going first, I'm talking about Robin Brooks, so I'm back covering another, uh, Sacramento area cold case. Um, so, uh, we're going back 1980. Okay. April. Um, Robin Brooks, she's 20 years old. She leaves her job at a Sacramento County donut shop. Um, she didn't come into work the next day. Her coworker is suspicious. Goes to her apartment. He, I think it was a he, can't get inside. So we went to the apartment manager who broke down the door and they found her raped and stabbed to death. So, God. yeah, it's, it's gnarly from what I read. Um, initially they believed that the timeline of that day that she, she was, um, murdered, she had left her job at the donut shop. She walked home cause she didn't live that far from it. Um, and, uh, they just kind of thought she was just home and then she was murdered. Okay. okay. Well, an informant came forward with new quote unquote information, I think in the early 2000s. So mm-hmm. this would have been like 20 years later. Um, saying that they saw Robin at a house party that evening. And oh. the party kind of, there was a lot of teenagers. I mean, she was only 20, so it was like people around 15 to 19, right. I guess, assorted. Um, assorted teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still 20s. You're basically a teenager still. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> she went to the party. Allegedly, she went home after it um, alone. Okay. Quote, unquote. Okay. So, um, a full DNA profile was recovered from blood and semen at the crime scene. Oh, sure. And, um, they believe, they're pretty sure it's just the, the, um, suspects because they DNA phenotyped it, which I didn't really know what that was. So apparently, um, they had the technology to basically use the DNAs, the DNA from the suspect to create a composite sketch of like characteristics that are typically exhibited by, you know, certain oh, markers. Oh, that's wild. Right. So from that, they determined that, um, the suspect is a African-American male okay. now around his late fifties, around the time that they think that the crime occurred, he, they thought he was around 25. Okay. So I think that math checks out. You know, I'm not doing the math, but the news article I read it from is doing the math because I don't do math on this podcast anymore. Nope. <laughs> um, yep. So it's, they made a composite sketch. They released it. This was like 2004, expecting that someone would be like, oh, I know him or come forward, but nobody has. So, and Jesus. that was, um, I mean, a while ago, again, not doing math, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say 15 years. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm, I'm into it. All right. Um, so they have no match, but you can see the sketch of him. We'll put it up on, you know, we'll put the link to it on our show notes. We'll include it in the pictures that we're going to post. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sacramento County cold case unit has said that they've used the DNA to eliminate over 40 suspects. Damn. But they don't know. They still just don't have the lead, like a good solid suspect. Um, they put the DNA into the CODIS system, which if you don't know what CODIS is, if you've committed certain type of crimes, your DNA goes into this database. Um, so if you commit more crimes, they can, uh, find out who you are. They can get your ass. They can get you. So, um, they got no hits off of that. And they also have used the DNA to check to see if they can find any of the suspect's relatives. And they have had not had any luck. Which, Jesus. You know, Sacramento County's Sheriff's Office is, they kind of pioneered that in the Golden State Killer case. So So fucking cool. Yeah, it really is so interesting. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of time to do. Oh, certainly. Obviously, it's paid off because, I mean, I, I see tons of articles about cases who are that are solved using this kind mm-hmm. of method um so you know it doesn't necessarily mean he's not related to anybody but it probably means that whoever he is related to hasn't had their dna put on to one of the public sites like jed match or mm-hmm. there's others but i think that that's the one that it's ged match um, okay. com. so you can go upload your like profile that you get from ancestry or 23andme and you can go put it on this site and that's what um investigators use to compare is it kind of fucked up that I'm like tempted to do it just to see if like anyone's? I think it's interesting. I mean, me. I mean, you really <laughs> don't know. No, and I think honestly, like it's it could be like a cousin, like such a distant cousin you don't even know who it is. Hundred percent, or like you know, like a great great grandparent or something right. happened to you know be involved in a crime. I mean, and you know, you love your family, but when you want to know if they did something like that, yeah. So actually, that totally reminds me. Um, I'm totally gonna derail you for five seconds do it um one of my co-workers was telling me about this podcast mm-hmm. that is done by the um the daughter of the happy face killer okay yes i've listened to it okay yeah yep. i just started listening to it it's fucking bananas yeah it's sad it's so sad to hear her pain yeah um so for those of you who don't know what the fuck we're talking about right yeah. now um i'm gonna look up what it's called because i don't want to be a dick and not give it its proper um yeah name name yeah it it's, is. It's called, interesting. It's called Happy Face. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the daughter of the Happy Face Killer. Um, Which I'd never heard of him. Before, oh, really? Not before I listened to the podcast. No. Um. Yeah. So she talks about one how it was to live with a serial killer and not know it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then also she interviews the the families of the victims. Yeah. She talks to um, like the son of one of the women he had killed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really very sad mm-hmm. on both parts. She's just so devastated that her father did this. And right. her father obviously wasn't that nice of a person to her either. He's so, a shit. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Very interesting. Give a so listen. Definitely give it a listen, but yeah. um, definitely go into it um, not expecting a good time. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, you would want to know if somebody – 100%. You're related to yeah. did something like that, and I I know that some people. I mean, I'm not one of these people personally. I do I do get that some people are concerned about their privacy, but um, and that's a, a big reason why some people are like, no, I'm never doing it. I don't want my DNA in a database and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, I'm sure there's downfalls to it eventually that we don't know because right now it's very new. But they were gonna get fucking cloned. Right. <laughs> 
right? You know, and I know some people have said, well, what if they use it in the future to deny me this care or to up my insurance? You know, blah, 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 whatever. whatever. There's like a thousand reasons why you can choose to not do it. Mm -hmm. It's ultimately your choice. I respect it. But you could really, like, you could help put a family out of their misery. Yeah. Um, I personally have not had my DNA tested, but when I do, I do plan to submit it to one of those websites. Uh, Same. So, um. I have nothing to hide, so. Hopefully. <laughs> You're still young. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, it's I mean, more to- incentive to not commit any crimes, right? True. <laughs> okay, so back to where you were talking about. So back to what I'm talking about. Um, yep, so they have tried to match it to somebody, like, to see his family members. Haven't had any, you know, luck. Mm-hmm. So some people thought maybe she was the victim of the East Area Rapist slash original Night Stalker slash Golden State Killer. Okay. However, he operated in the Sacramento area until around 1979, and that's when they kind of track him down to, like, Southern California, Glita, mm-hmm. Visalia. So it would not make Vicelia, sense Glita. for him to be back in SAC. No. Uh, and his the, the, the differences are massive and obviously the person they're looking for is DNA is pointing to an African American so which does not look anything no like, like the person that they have in custody for uh, as the Golden State Killer <laughs> yeah no I don't uh, I don't believe D'Angelo is the man they're no, looking I for don't, I don't think so so um to those people you're wrong but <laughs> sorry <laughs> hates either her bad news I have, like... I have to address it um <laughs> yeah so uh, let's see. The family of the victims offering a $10,000 reward for tips leading to the arrest and convinc- conviction of the man responsible. Now, this case seems very solvable. They um, have his DNA. They have an idea of what he looks like. They have done an age progression to what he would look like now because obviously it's, you know, been some odd years. I'm not going to math it, but some odd years. Um, he would be older and look different now. Um other than that, there's really not a lot of information about this case to, like, build a timeline. Maybe she went out. Maybe she saw somebody. It's unconfirmed whether she was at this party or not. Um, she, if she did go to the party, she could have walked, you know, home by herself and been followed, just like a victim of a random attack. Someone could have offered her a ride. It seems – I mean, it seems unlikely, like, maybe the person knew her. and That's why they were in her apartment. Right. Who knows? Um, it, it, the type of crime, like, obviously, she was brutally stabbed, and obviously enough that the killer, like, hurt himself, like, leaving his blood, um, at the crime scene, but if you think about it, he, obviously, he has not committed another crime that would warrant him getting put into CODIS. True. So, unless he's, he, like, cleaned up his act and isn't gonna get, like, didn't get caught, Mm -hmm. but the, the, this crime seems to me to be like very unorganized, very like frenzied. Yeah. He left his DNA, which then DNA wasn't really a thing, but you know, like obviously he hasn't really done anything that he's been caught for. Or even like if he had done it again and mm-hmm. left his DNA, they would have matched at least that the cases together, which there yeah. hasn't been. So, yeah, so it looks like he's just like a, it's like, like it a one off. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what I put. It just kind of seems like it's likely that it's a one off type of thing. Like, which is almost more fucked. It is. It's so, f- and like, I, it's just bad timing, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, like maybe she's just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, it's sad. So it's very fucking sad. There's a picture of her online too. She looks she was beautiful. You could you can tell by her pictures she's like has this like really bright smile and mm-hmm. so um go check out the sketch. 
maybe you're related to him because they're thinking now he's aged like late 50s. Okay. So, you never know. No. And if, you know, you're one of those people who are interested in the forensic genealogy type thing, go get your DNA done and submit it to those websites. Yeah. But don't blame me if you end up, like, being related to a serial killer, because that's not my fault. (laughs) That is their fault, and nobody else's. (laughs) Sorry. But at least you know. So. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, So, uh, this week, I'm going to talk about the murder of Lester Garnier. Okay. This one's twisty. I read your notes, (laughs) because you you teased me. I had to do it. Uh, Yeah, this one's super wild. Um, So, July, July 11th, 1988, a 30-year-old... A vice police officer from San Francisco, Lester Garnier, uh, was found shot to death while sitting in his 1984 blue Chevy Corvette um, in a parking lot in downtown Walnut Creek. Hmm. Um, He had suffered from two close-range gunshots, one to the chest and one to the head. Yikes. So um, let me give you a little background on him. Um, So like I said, he's 30 years old. He lived in Concord, California with his parents. Which is wild, because uh, I looked up their address, and mm-hmm. it is very, very close to uh, where my parents live. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Fucking wild. It's, it's kind of creepy when it happens in places like you know. Yeah, and uh, literally where his body was found uh-huh. uh, was less than a mile from where I used to work. Oh, wow. Where was it, like, in um, Walnut Creek? Uh, the address is 1295 South Main Street. Okay. Um, so it was in a part, like, his little shopping center there. Yeah. Um, so he lived in Concord with his parents. Um, he, the night of his death, um, he had gotten a call, a couple calls to the house. Um, the first, one of them, I believe was the first one. His dad had answered the phone and he said it sounded like a woman. Huh. Um, and then the second one, nobody else picked up the phone. Um, oh, okay. But he was supposed to be meeting a friend out and going to the movies. Um, but he called his friend from his car phone, mm-hmm. which also RIP the car phone. <laughs> Yeah, he called a buddy, his buddy he was supposed to be going to the movies with from his car uh-huh. to cancel the movie plans about 20 minutes after he left his house. Interesting. Little weird. Um, and then around, I think it was around like 11 o'clock at night, um, a carpet layer that was working in the uh, shopping center mm-hmm. heard like fireworks or what sounded like fireworks in the parking lot. And then he saw two women, um, one that was in her late 20s, about 5'6", 110 pounds-ish or so. Mm-hmm. And um, another woman that was in about her mid-30s, tall and skinny, um, were in the parking lot as well. Okay. Um, he said that he saw the car but didn't really think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably wouldn't. No. Have you ever heard, like, gunshots before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like one of those things you, you're you not really sure, you know? Like, it could be other things. A hundred percent. Like, it could be, like, there's been times where I'm, like, laying in bed and I hear what I, I think is a gunshot. Yeah. And Zach's like, literally, you're stupid. That was not a gunshot yeah I was like okay great (laughs) there's a few times where I thought I heard gunshots and my husband was like no you're wrong you know and he's been to Afghanistan so I'm like thinking he would know yeah but actually he was wrong he was just sleeping and he didn't wake up perfect (laughs) way way to go I was actually right so (laughs) um so yeah this and then a passerby saw a woman get out of her own car Mm -hmm. go uh, get out of or sorry get out of the passenger seat of Garnier's car okay and walk around to the driver's side and then leave and this was after said fireworks yes interesting Mm -hmm. so this is like in the middle of the night this thinking it's a woman right which I will get to momentarily interesting I'm intrigued yes um so 
the I weapon. skimmed your notes. Sorry to interrupt you. I skimmed <laughs> your notes. <laughs> so I, the, some of this is a surprise to me. Yes. Okay. Um, so the weapon he was shot with was an AMT 380 caliber semi-automatic pistol, which is similar to ones that like are like cop issued, but like it could have been, it could have not been. Is that kind of a big gun? Uh, no. Okay. I don't know about. It's a pistol. I don't know. Yeah, like a handgun. Okay. Um, I'm not a gun person. <laughs> obviously. Perfect. Uh, there was a fingerprint uh detected at the crime scene, which will lead us to our suspect, which I will get to very momentarily. Ooh. Yes. Um, and in the morning at around eight o'clock, a groundskeeper found the Corvette. He looked like the driver was asleep. Okay. Until he walked up and saw that somebody was in fact shot. So what time were the fireworks, can you remind me? Uh, like 11, 11.30. Okay, so late. Yeah, because he left his house I see. sometime around like 9 or 10. Okay, makes sense. Um, and getting to Concord to Walnut Creek, from where he lived to where he was found, it's about a 15, 20-minute drive. Okay. Um, not bad. I mean, it just depends which way he took, I suppose. Way and probably traffic. Yeah. Um, so, back to this woman. Okay. And, or, a woman and the fingerprint that was found. Fingerprint that was found um, a couple of decades later was linked to a woman who I'm honestly quite certain that her last name is Kuntz. Okay. But I'm just going to say Kuntz because <laughs> she totally is one, and I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay. Like, she's a real see you next Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so she is originally from Scotland and has, a, like, a very, like, thick Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. Tall, thin, and blonde. Uh, in the late 80s, she lived in apartments in Martinez, Concord, and Walnut Creek, and Alameda. Mm-hmm. Uh, she used to frequent bars around Oakland. Um, so if you guys, like, don't know where this is, is like, geographically, uh, this all these towns are within 20 minutes of each other. Yeah. Basically. Um, she was a known user of crack. Oh, she good. has previous arrests for sex work, drug abuse, but never in San Francisco. Okay. Um, so he wouldn't have been involved in any case that she was arrested in. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. In 1990, um, Kuntz moved to Norfolk, Virginia, and she was arrested a year later for a conspiracy to commit murder of her husband at the time. Oh, wow. Because she would have gotten about $15,000 in, in uh, life insurance. That's all? And she was acquitted. Dang. Also, this is 1980s money, so like fifteen grand is like pretty good. Yeah. I mean, ish. ish. It's probably more like 50 now. Is it? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to Google. I'm, I'm, we I'm, don't math here. <laughs> we don't math here. Um, Who knows with inflation. Uh, most recently, Kuntz had lived in various cities of Florida, uh, but she is now back in Scotland. Okay. Um, she also, when she was in California, she w- went by the nicknames of Avrind and, uh, or sorry, last names of Avrind and Wise, so she used those aliases, mm-hmm. and she had the nickname Scotty because of her accent. Right. Makes sense. Um, so... There hasn't been enough evidence other than the fingerprint to get her extradited to come back to America to be on trial. Where was her fingerprint found? On her, on the windshield of the car. Hmm. Odd place. Very, very odd. Also, $15,000 in 1988, is that what yes. you said? Would be $31,000 in 2017. Okay. Adjusted for inflation. So around the same, you know, 30, it says 32,000 Just, I was just curious. Had to throw it in. Okay, great. Okay. So, like, double. Yeah, double. Um, so, I'm not thinking that's enough. I mean, if she did a bunch of crack, like, maybe that was a lot to her. May- that's true. You're right. She's probably thinking it in, like... In, like, drug, mo- drug, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Absolutely. That's fair. Okay. 
Continue. Um, so yeah, there hasn't been enough information to have her extradited. Um, and this is like kind of more recent okay. uh, discovery because they were able to lift the print at the time, but they didn't like test it for a long time. Okay. Um, and so there's a lot of issues in the case and a lot of like weird just things. So uh, first of all, there was a lot of jurisdiction issues uh-huh. because he worked in San Francisco as a vice cop, like right. I said, but he... The jurisdiction of which he died was Walnut Creek mm-hmm. Police Department. Um, so Walnut Creek PD originally started conducting interviews. They over the over the years they've done over five hundred interviews in connection with the case, but no weapon, motive, or suspect like has ever actually wow. truly been found. Okay. Um, Garnier had been a part of the SFPD for eight years when he died. Um, the last four years he was part of the Vice Squad, and so SFPD wanted to help. But Walnut Creek PD is like, not like we got this. Yeah. Which. I feel like it's a little irresponsible because who knows if it was something, like, really just something that was working. Exactly, which is I'm kind of going to get to in a second. Yeah. Um, so while he was um, doing his work in the vice unit, he did a lot of arrests of, like, sex workers. Uh, he often posed as okay. a customer. Ah. And he would, you know, get them that way. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very well decorated in the police department for bravery. He was held in high regard by his fellow officers, but a lot of them were also kind of jealous of him. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like he was pretty young. Yeah. Uh, he was good looking. Successful. Right. And everyone just kind of loved him. Okay. Ex- unless they didn't. Right. You know, unless like he was kind of like a ladies man, like, murdered him. right. Um, so the SFPD are, um, also kind of now actively working on it just because, it's, well, yeah, it's been so long now. Yeah, and Walnut Creek, honestly, kind of just dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, they're looking at uh, links between Garnier and the Mission District Prostitution Ring that was patronized by some of the city's most influential civic leaders, as well as members of the SF Police Department. Oh, so they're looking at other police officers. Right. And wow. so there's a lot of talk of conspiracy and cover-up. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they might know who did it, but they're just not doing anything about it at this point there's no firm theory about his death but um because garnier did investigate the brothel um Mm -hmm. and police say they want to learn more about off-duty contact he might have had with prostitutes from the ring an investigation was prompted by a recent discovery of a memo in a vice unit file suggesting that an unidentified corrupt officer worked in the vice squad around the time that he was killed interesting Mm mm-hmm so what, for the woman who they found her fingerprint, did they, like, identify a motive for her? Like, did they have no. an idea? So well, so she was a sex worker and a known drug user, and he, those were the kind of people that he would arrest. Right. But again, she was never arrested in San Francisco. So. It's, like, unlikely they would know each other. Unless, do you think maybe he was, like, soliciting her? It's possible. Or he was, like, he was, he was off duty at the time he was killed. Yeah. So it's possible that he was just going to, you know. Maybe just arrest her anyways. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it would be out of his jurisdiction. Yeah, I don't... Anyway, so it's it's very weird. So he might have been soliciting her and she just found out he was a cop and killed him. I don't know. Right. Interesting. Very strange. Um, did he have, like, any... Did they, like, think that he was robbed at all? mm Because, like, his car phone and everything was still intact. Uh, at the time, like, that was dumb expensive. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so in, I mean, 88, have a car phone. Yeah, like, he was, Dang, like... Dang, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Which, and, and like, that was kind of weird, too, because, like, people were saying, like, oh, like, he wouldn't have made that much money being, like, a cop. Like, so there's a lot of, like, weird... That's kind of true. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much car phones, like, cost in compared to, like, how much uh, an SFPD officer would make. But I... Uh, I would imagine you would make more in San Francisco. Yeah. Even back then. Would. I mean, because I feel like now I know of somebody who works in San Francisco as a police officer, and he makes pretty good money. Well, I mean, like... Working in San Francisco, so if I did worked and did what I do now, outside of San Francisco, I would make probably like twenty percent less than I'm making yeah. currently. Yeah, because San Francisco is so expensive to live. So. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. why I don't live there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm See? sure that's why he didn't live there. Right, probably not. I um, wouldn't either. So another possible connection was uh, uh, within that same kind of theory is that uh, there was a police officer, officer um, Patrick Miyagashima. Mm-hmm. He was convicted of patronizing that brothel. Okay. Um, again, there's no, like, firm lead on that, but that's just something that they're like speculating. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that bananas? Um, wow. So, um, just last year, actually. So, um, one of the inspectors of the San Francisco Police Department... Uh, his name is Vince Repetto. He last year had gotten suspended and dismissed from his title of the at the homicide unit because he pled no contest to charges that he was gambling after a string of high profile vice and gambling arrests that he had had. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hot goss is that basically he then sued the SFPD. Okay. Because. Wow. After he got dismissed. Yeah. Because allegedly people were reporting or, you know, saying and rumoring that he's the one that killed Lester Garnier. Okay. Because he was, in fact, a dirty cop. Yeah. So it's possible, and he's been in the force for a long time, he could have been someone that has been a dirty cop for a long time. Right. So it's just very interesting. Um, and there's one sergeant by the name of Robert Guinan, who has allegedly told a bunch of people that Repetto is the one that killed Garnier. Yikes. So that's kind of the most promising quote-unquote lead. Yeah. But it's just, it, again, it's a lot of hearsay. Yeah. So it's very weird that nobody's been charged with this. Again, this weird fingerprint from this random, like, sex worker Yeah. that can't be explained. That's weird. I feel like that's the weirdest part of it. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Aww. And like I said, there's no, there's nothing that they can do to get her extradited. Right. Well, yeah, unless they can, they have better proof that she did it. And, but and they don't. Yeah. And they probably won't either. No. But like I said, like she's a, kind of a shady bitch anyways. Yeah. So like. She obviously she's trying to have her husband killed for only $15,000. <laughs> do you know how much drugs I can buy you? <laughs> You're right. You're right. I actually, I, just, I don't, I don't know how much drugs I could buy you, but I'm sure it's a lot. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't know either, but I would assume that it's quite a fair amount. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's still an active investigation. Um, hmm. If you have any information regarding that, the Walnut Creek or San Francisco Police Departments would be great places to go and give that information. Yeah. Um, this is, one of the, I think, one of the most recent ones that we've discussed, other than yeah. the, uh, the Evelyn Hernandez. Yeah. Yeah, so... Because all mine are old. Mm-hmm. They've been old. It's hard with their old cases, mm-hmm. you know, but they still deserve attention, so. Yeah, the um, city and county of San Francisco actually have a current award of $250,000 for any cow. information that leads to an arrest and prosecution. 
Do you know how much drugs you could buy with two hundred fifty thousand? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So maybe uh, Miss Cunts, if you want to come down and um, you know talk about it, right? I mean, maybe. I guess you won't really have much use for your drug money in prison. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, if you want to have information, I don't know. Okay. People are dumb. You never know. People are dumb. <laughs> So, anyways right, well yep. i think that's all i got yeah check out our show notes make sure you go like subscribe rate tweet comment, at us you know whatever yeah <laughs> say nice things to us tell yeah. us we're pretty i don't know we like that yeah we're into that yeah so uh yeah i guess we'll catch you next week yep bye, bye.